Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. I got an interesting question, which is something that plagues many women, which is she's re read my articles about uh, myths about women's orgasms and uh, other articles about women's sexual desire within monogamy, which I can link you to, or really it is the... Uh, uh, most of what I write about, so it's not hard to find it on drpsychmom.com. Um, but she writes, and uh, the, I'll, I'll just read it because I think it sums everything up. It's not that long. Uh, I used to feel guilty when I would conjure up different scenarios in my head and do mental role-playing during sex with my husband. However, after reading your articles about women's sex drives and monogamous relationships, I felt somewhat relieved. However, in terms of getting yourself off, is nothing really off the table? I have trouble accepting that, that, that idea, especially when it's fantasizing about other people. I've never tried that, as I think it's crossing the line, and I'd hate to know if my husband was thinking of another woman. My main question question is, can you really be connecting with your partner during sex if you are focusing on something or someone else? Um, well, like, first of all, like, just seriously, what are you fantasizing about, reader? Because if it's not someone else, it's your husband, and he's there. So... I mean, you see my point? Like, what what are you then thinking about? Like, are you thinking about him doing something else than he's doing? Because then you can tell him to do that, and then you're going to have a better sex life. So if we're just talking about that you're only allowed to think about your partner, your partner's there, and he's a man, so in most cases he's going to do whatever you ask him to do. So if your fantasy is your husband acting different in bed, then, like, we should address that ASAP because he can do those things and should be doing whatever it is that you want in order for, for you to enjoy the experience more. So this is kind of a logical conundrum to me. If you're actually fantasizing about him just doing something else, you could be having the sex of your fantasies right now by just literally telling him what those other things are. So if you want him to be more dominant, like if you're picturing him just doing some other shit, I'm telling you, tell him what to do, and then you're going to be having much better sex. So let's just get that out there because that makes no um, sense why you would be leaving anything on the table here. You're actually, seems like picturing this exact man that you're with just doing other stuff, and you deserve to have that happen. So let's just make that you know, a definite. And after this podcast, after listening to this, you're just going to go and say, Hey, I have this fantasy of you doing X, Y, Z. All right. So let's put that aside because that totally should be happening. Now, then let's address the idea of whether it is somehow wrong to be thinking about anything during sex. No, it's not wrong to be thinking about anything ever. So that's like a magical thinking OCD anxiety kind of thing is that there are certain thoughts that are wrong. And there is actually a form of OCD called scrupulosity OCD where people get obsessed with what's right and what's wrong. And they put their behavior and even their thoughts into certain buckets. So this is a very slippery slope and ends up with some kind of dystopian mind control shit, right? So like people come in with anxiety 
anxiety. And from writing this question in, I'm going to guess you have some symptoms of anxiety. You know, you're a woman, follows my blog. A lot of people, a lot of women have anxiety anyway. And from writing this question, I'm going to guess that you're somebody who likes to do the right thing. And that often overlaps with some symptoms of anxiety, if not actual anxiety. Um, and so when you're an anxious person, so I get people in, right, like with postpartum anxiety that are, think that they're a bad mom or postpartum depression, or really just new moms who think that they would be a bad mom to think that, um, maybe they, they, uh, don't love their baby in the way they're supposed to. Right. So I've written a lot about this. People that can't bond with their baby because they have postpartum anxiety or depression or the baby blues, a um, little form of postpartum that affects or a lesser form of postpartum that affects 80 percent of moms. And so if you have the thought, oh, maybe it would be nice to have waited another year to have a baby, then these people think that they're a terrible person. You're not a terrible person. What makes a terrible person? I don't know if there is a terrible person, but what makes a bad, uh, uh, I mean, even the definition, what makes a badly behaving person is a badly behaving person. Behavior. So you could think about anything you want at any time. Your kid could act like an asshole. You could think, I fucking hate them. Boy, I hate them. And as long as you don't turn around and say that, you're still a good mom. And you know what? You know what you didn't do? You didn't like squash down your thoughts. So it's going to pop up somewhere else. When you squash and squelch your thoughts, they pop up somewhere else like a game of whack-a-mole and you end up in a much worse position overall. So let's see how that would work with the sexual fantasies. So let's say you're fantasizing about the UPS guy, because if you work from home, this is the only other man that you see, right? So let's say you're fantasizing about the hot UPS guy, but as soon as you do, then you shut it down. And in fact, you reprimand yourself. No, that's bad. I love my husband. Well, I mean, how is your sexual drive, which if you're married, girl, you need all the help you could get like all of us do, right? You need to use all the tools at your disposal. How is your sex drive going to go, going to live and be free and blossom if every time you have a thought that is totally natural, Remember, you've read all my stuff about monogamy. Our bodies are not meant to be monogamous. At the time of ovulation, women, uh, ideally, for the genetic diversity of the species, would go out and screw another guy, right, every time you ovulated. And then we would have all sorts of diversity in our species. So that's what your body is primed to do. But if you, every time you have a thought about another man, if you squelch it down and tell yourself you're a bad person, eventually the entire spigot of your sexuality is going to be turned off. You know, I mean, the, you are, you're having totally natural, understandable thoughts. And your husband, by the way, when he sees a hot woman, he's also, he can't even help but thinking about that woman. It doesn't mean anything. He loves you. And when you go to him, if he's a nice guy, he's going to say, no, I don't think about anybody but you. Okay, cool. But in reality, if he is a heterosexual man and he sees a hot woman, he notices. His body notices. He doesn't want to cheat on you, just like you don't want to cheat on him. 
but it's totally normal to feel attracted to somebody else. Frequently, though, if people think that some form of their attraction is bad, they just squelch this thought and it comes up somewhere else. So then you're going to have a dream about the UPS guy if you haven't already. <laughs> but the, the point, or honestly, you know what happens to some people, they squelch their sexuality for so long that then they just cheat. And I don't think that this would happen to you, you know, but sometimes it does because a person is so used to keeping their sexuality in a box that when somebody does or says something that really triggers that opening of that sexuality, they feel so backed up from all those years of squelching that they just respond. So my point is this, you deserve to have your sexuality and all of your sexual thoughts accepted. Any thoughts you have are fine. Thoughts are not bad. They're never bad. And in terms of how can you connect with your husband when you're thinking about somebody else, I mean, how can you connect with your husband if you're trying not to think about somebody else is the question. How can you really deeply be present when you're rejecting normal aspects of your thought processes and stopping yourself from getting attracted to a different uh, idea? This doesn't just have to be like the UPS guy. You could be thinking about all sorts of shit. A lot of women think about other women. You know, that's a common one that people don't discuss. Women think about scenarios where they're being forced against their will to have sex. And it's not by their husband. Because like, how can you even make that happen in your head? He's your husband. You're going to picture your husband, you know, like (laughs) being a stranger. This is crazy. Like you want to know what really is going to make you start to second guess your sanity when you start to put your husband in all of these different situations. Oh, what if my husband was delivering the UPS packages? (laughs) Like you don't have to do that you can have any sort of thought you want your sexuality then will be free to blossom and you're going to respond better to your husband who by the way he can't control what his brain does so if he starts to think about some hot other woman he's not going to tell you but it's going to happen in his head and that's totally normal So as I talked about in my polyamory podcast, a lot of people get off on the idea of other people considering their spouse attractive. But if they are so kind of rigid in what they will and will not allow themselves to think about, they would never even explore this as a fantasy. And sharing fantasies is a major way to be connected. So like, for example, I'll just keep going with the UPS guy because my spidey sense tells me you think it's kind of amusing. Um, Then... So let's say you told your husband, sometimes I just think about what if when I overspend on Amazon, the UPS guy who's here like 15 times a day because of my spending habit, he just opens the door and ravishes me right there. I mean, a lot of guys would not be averse to hearing that fantasy because you know what it means? It means something super hot. It means that you have sexual fantasies, (laughs) which the majority of husbands truly doubt that their wives have because their own sex life over the years has gotten kind of, shall we say, boring. And so the idea that their wife thinks about anything sexual is a tremendous turn on, right? And so he knows you're not going to do anything with that guy, but it's something that you at least think about sex during the day and have some new idea. Novelty is also super important in keeping the spark alive. Otherwise, you're just doing the same old thing. 
also role play with your husband. What are you guys really doing if you were to role play with your husband? You're not thinking he's your husband. That is the entire point of role play. And if you were to put on some lingerie and a wig or something, he's not thinking it's you. That's the whole point. So there is nothing inherently bad about having a wide variety of fantasies ready at your disposal. You could think of anything you want and you're going to be better connected to your husband, not worse, because you are going to feel free, sexy, open-minded. The idea of thinking of another person triggers an entire different part of your brain, that new sex part. This is why people do things like opening up their marriage. And people, many, many more people do things like fantasizing about opening up their marriage, or even less than that, they just get turned on when somebody else is into their spouse. So many women, I think I told you this in some other podcast, but either way, so many of my female clients say, man, I just wish he'd get hit on by somebody. (laughs) I just wish that some woman would hit on my husband because he would start to seem a lot more sexy and interesting to me. So... I mean, that could be your slow rollout. Why don't you just, when you're fantasizing, why don't you picture someone else with him? I mean, maybe that will activate some sort of mate guarding, um, you know, uh, part of your brain and then make you connect with him better. Listen, my point is this, no matter what else you think about, it's always normal and natural to have a full range of sexual thoughts. It's great that you're even thinking about this at all because it indicates that you want to connect better with your husband and to have a better and more exciting sex life. So you can't really do that if you're just doing the same shit. And if you're like most women, like doing like the various positions, oh, here I am, here I am with my husband and we're having sex in a different position. You know, I mean, it's like not that exciting. And most women have to think about scenarios. As I've said, if all your scenarios involve your husband wearing different hats, then I really do think you're doing yourself a disservice. And there is a entire vista of possibility beyond that, that you should never feel guilty or ashamed of, because that is what your brain is doing. It's totally normal, completely normal and healthy, and will have you respond to him better because you're not you're, you're you're doing so much work now subconsciously whenever any little vision of the stalwart UPS man comes into your head you're thinking get out get out I'm a good wife I love my husband how are you going to be responding sexually at your best self when you're self-monitoring in this scrupulous way about whether the morality and the connection and all of these things are there if you happen to let go of the reins of your brain for one second the over control that's needed to uh, stop you from having your brain go into a place that you don't necessarily like is probably stopping you from responding in, in as sexy and exciting a way as you could if you felt freer. It might also be interesting to talk about this stuff with your husband. I am always a big advocate of people understanding the full range of them, their own and their partner's sexual fantasies and or what they did with exes. People that cannot stomach hearing what a spouse did with an ex probably are not having the best sex life of their dreams because having an excellent sex life usually concords with being 
open-minded. So everything, if you have like a mantra word for what you think about when you're trying to think, where should my sex life be? If you're doing a sex life vision board here, open-minded is really the way to go. The more stuff that you know that your husband likes, that you know that your husband did, that he knows that you did or you always wanted to do or anything, that stuff will turn you on and will allow you to see each other in new and interesting lights. Whenever there are hard stops in a sex life, that's bad. You know, that that indicates that there are you know that people feel threatened and threat activates your sympathetic nervous system, not your parasympathetic nervous system. We should not have any danger, danger, alert, you know, sorts of thoughts during sex. So if you're self-monitoring in this manner that activates your sympathetic nervous system such that you're perceiving a threat within your own brain that you are supposed to ferret out, how can you possibly be relaxing and a truly feeling and, uh, and, you know, sensing in the ways that you would need to in order to have a really open and full and genuine and authentic sexual experience. In fact, I would argue that the sexual experience you're going to have when you're allowing your brain to go wherever the hell it goes is more authentic and genuine than one when you're policing and making sure that the UPS guy doesn't ever get in there into your brain because you are going to be totally open. And this is why, you know, drunk sex can be good, right? Because people loosen their inhibitions and you are instead, you're amplifying your inhibitions by telling yourself that there are certain ways in which you cannot allow yourself to think. There are no such ways, you know, like the only bad things are things you do, you know, not things you think about. If you're fantasizing about another man, it's normal. If you call him up, bad. <laughs> so you can easily tell. If there's any behavior, if anybody would following you around with a video camera would say she's being a bad wife, then you're being a bad wife. But guess what? Nobody can see inside your head. So, you know, if your husband, for example, saw a hot girl on the subway and he thought, wow, she's hot. You think he's a bad husband? Of course he's not. He's a regular human being. If he then follows her off the subway and asks for her phone number, bad husband. I mean, totally. Take his ass to court. I mean, you know, get rid of him. I don't care. But he's not a bad husband for having a natural impulse. And he wouldn't be a bad husband if he came home and he wanted to have sex. Even more because he saw a hot woman. His body and his brain are just responding in a normal way. So this is why when people go out like, dancing and they go out um, on vacation and they both get looked at and they're dressed up and you know one or both of them have made eye contact with an attractive stranger they can come home and have really hot sex because they had their they were stimulated by all of these other uh you know the uh different sort of experiences where your brain is kind of tricked into thinking that you are um, going to be with a different person, which is what our sexual systems were built for. Remember, you know, this is evolutionarily what we were built for men to spread their seed far and wide and women to have sex with a different man every time they ovulate. So you're just doing what's natural and what's natural feels good. You're not 
actually threatening the relationship, but there's like a little frisson of excitement, similar to what you would have if you shared fantasies with your husband. And even in your case, if you allowed yourself, if you allowed your brain to run the full gamut of what it is capable of sexually during these encounters with your husband. And don't forget my very first point, which is if you are actually having fantasies about your husband doing other shit and those turn you on, tell him, tell him right now. Oh my God, he wants to know so bad. You are like leaving money on the table and he wants to know so bad what he himself could be doing that you are fantasizing about. This is like awesome that you are actually doing that. So tell him forthwith immediately. All right. So thanks for, um, writing in and I hope that you enjoy this. I hope it normalizes some of your thoughts and feelings and that other people listening feel the same and feel emboldened to let their brain do whatever their brain's naturally going to do and then understand and be grateful for the fact that that will likely enhance both your sexual experience and your connection to your partner, particularly if you can eventually get to the point where you even talk about these things and thereby are new and it's in at least some way to one another again. And that novelty response and that infatuation stage feeling can come back only when there is some sort of novelty and you have learned something new about somebody else, right? And that definitely includes in the sexual realm. All right. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Please rate me on Spotify and Apple. And please follow DrPsychMom.com. And have a great day, everybody. Please write in with other um, thoughts and uh, ideas for podcasts. Bye-bye.